Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're going to be um, starting a new type of possible series where we're interviewing people who've also moved abroad and kind of their stories. Today we're going to be interviewing our buddy Matt and we'll be talking about his story of how he came to Berlin and also how that integrates with his experience in the German music scene. We'll find out a lot about the origins of the uh, Berlin punk and techno scene as well. Yeah. And also you'll find out about how children are created because there's a lot of crying baby next door. Yeah, we realized that uh, this is actually the worst place to record because my walls are very thin. But hey, we're, we're here. We're doing it. We're going. Let's go. 100%. And welcome back. It's good to be back. I think we're on number 32. 32. And if yeah. you've noticed, I every time at the beginning of the episode say, I think we're at number, and then I list the number I think True. we're at. And I think you're right every time. I've been wrong once. Yeah. So that's cool. And when I say I think, it's not really I think, because I know, because you know. Uh, we know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but anyways, let's, let's start out with a nice shout out. We had yeah. a really lovely message from today, actually, from Nirajan from Dubai. Yeah, uh, he said he's a longtime listener. Really likes the podcast, and he uh, works in IT. And he just moved or is about to move. He's, he's planning on moving to Berlin. Yeah, to Berlin. And he said that all of our talk about big city living really helped him out because. A lot of the issues we talked about are not issues in Dubai. Right. So it kind of prepared him for his move. So that's really nice. Yeah, and it was kind of cool too because um, I don't think it is anymore, but for a while we were like one of our top listens was were from Dubai. Yeah, they were, yeah, they, yeah were, we, they were in our top five for a while. So that, yeah. that, that's pretty cool to get someone uh, message us and uh, let us know what, what the deal is. Well, because every time we're on a the charts in a particular country, we're always asking people, Hey, like, let us know why. Like, where did yeah, you find exactly. us? And he's actually one of the first people who actually listened and mm-hmm. sent us a message. So, True. so we really, really appreciate cool. that, uh, Niran John, if we're saying that correctly. Uh, also, uh, hello to our New Zealand friends and South African friends, actually. We recently jumped onto the top of the travel charts in uh, both countries. That's pretty cool. Mm. So, so what, what's up, New Zealand? What's let's up, say South hello Africa? in their native language. Hello. hello. That was a terrible joke. Yes. That means we need to get a good New Zealand whiskey now because we had a South African one a while ago. The True. Baines, the Baines South African, that was pretty good. Yeah. So now I think we have to uh, move along and try a New Zealand whiskey if we can find one. I think if I, anyone I, has any suggestions, please send us some. I would love to know. We looked into Australian whiskeys at one point, which are all quite expensive. And I think it's just about the 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 exporting and coming all the way here. You yeah. Know, like, so, but let's try and find one. Please send us recommendations of a good mid-ranged whiskey that maybe won't break the bank by the time it gets to Berlin. Yeah, exactly. We'd, we'd appreciate that. That'd be fun. Yeah. So how are you uh, doing these uh, days? I mean, can you... Sorry. Can I'm, you, doing, can I mean, you I'm, me? I'm doing better than, than the baby next door. That's for sure. And again, we apologize, but there's nothing we can really do about it. There it is. This is going to be the uh, worst episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> I feel really bad. It's really throwing my game off. No, uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, nothing really new has been up. Weather's getting cold. It's really rainy today. It made that turn where now it's really feeling like fall, winter. It's turning into the the depressing it's, version yeah. of, of Berlin. It's not quite there yet. No. But it's, the dial is slowly being turned in that direction. It's funny. It's like right when September hits, it's like, all right, you're done. Summer's over. No more good times. Get depressed. Yeah, it, and it pretty much happens like, not. it's not a slow progression. It's There's just a day where suddenly the temperatures drop, it starts raining, and then it just doesn't stop for six months. Well, well that's what like it was. That. It was like, it was like uh, 36 degrees, and the day after it was like 22. Yeah. And then since then it's been like 18 and raining for the past week, two weeks. Yeah. 
I mean, of course, you know, as a lot of you hopefully know, uh, Corona is, is still being a pandemic. And it's, it's, still, it's still here, unfortunately. It's still, still affecting our lives. Still um, wants to hang out. But, you know, I, th I think we are fortunate in the fact that we we are not going through the same kind of situation that some people are, say, in the States and other countries that are much yeah. more heavily affected. You know, out of curiosity, I looked up the numbers. Okay. And since the beginning of the pandemic, so overall, the city of Berlin has only had 11,000 cases and only 226 deaths. And that's yeah. that's out of 3.5 million people. True. And I, I don't want to say only 226. No, no, still, I mean, no. There's still 226 people who no, have passed away. Yeah, no, no. But, but in I, a, yeah. I'm, I'm saying only in the fact that, that they really took care of the situation because if you compare it to uh, Chicago, for example, in the U.S., yep. which has a million less people, they've had nearly 3,000 deaths. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, 10 times the amount of deaths in a city that's smaller. Yeah, um, so, that's a so, shame. And, and it's, again, it's really this, isn't, this isn't to point out that, uh, oh, wow, you know, uh, the U.S. is horrible. It's, no, it's just, no, no. It, it just really reminded me that we are fortunate in the fact yes. that while we're going through this, we're having uh, kind of um, you know, restrictions put on our lives. Yeah. Obviously, in other cities around the world, it's much worse. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, exactly. we stand with you guys, you know? I, yeah, 100%. And you know, at least things here have been, like if, it almost feels like normal life again, but almost to a fault. Like I, I've noticed people are hugging more and I'm like, stop Which hugging. Which they shouldn't man. be doing. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, but I mean, it's, it's still not normal life. I mean, what's just become normal is you're always wearing masks and washing your hands 50 times a day and, you know, not hugging, at least for some of us, not yeah. hugging and, you know, and just doing the, uh, the elbow bump. And, elbow bump. And all that kind of stuff, and just you know, so so we're cautious, but uh, I, I I mean I don't know. Can you say can you say we're less cautious than other cities? I don't know. I I, I, I can't tell you. Um, I really have no idea. But I can say the um, they recently we talked about it like a few weeks ago. Uh, talked about the mandatory mask checks that they're doing now on the public trans transportation, mm -hmm. and now they've uh, doubled those checks, which is good. Yeah. So they're really making sure. And, and you know, when I'm on the train, when I'm on the subway, anywhere everybody's wearing a mask. It used to be like you'd see one or two. I not. mean, it's not true. Like every time I go on, there's always at least 10 people that aren't really? wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. There's always a good 5% of the train that doesn't have any. And oh, it really, really annoys me. Yeah. I'm really trying to pay attention and uh, maybe it's the, the train I'm taking specifically because I take a different one than you take, obviously. Yeah, I'm also taking like the Ringbon and the trams. There's, yeah. oh, there's always a handful of people, especially late at night. People get... Late at night, I've noticed that, yeah. When there's less checkers, people are really uh, getting lax, which and is then people are a little very more, annoying. Uh, inebriated yeah and they just yeah. they're just careless which again it's annoying because it's again you know it's like you're doing it for me you're not doing it for yourself so yeah. just you know put it on but it was nice the other day when actually I left a party we were both at which was an outdoor party and there was social distancing so yes. um, but was, was, I think they did a pretty, pretty good job of making sure everyone was sitting far away from each other exactly nice. um, and when me and my girlfriend were coming back on the train uh, we actually saw five different groups of security people just doing mask checks and they were actually forced oh, people wow. to put masks on and so it was nice. Yeah, and I noticed some of the checkers even have a bag, of, like a little baggie of masks with them to hand out to people if they don't have one as well. Yeah. Which well, is also nice. Well, that's actually their um the procedure is they don't fine you they offer they offer t to give you a mask and yeah. then if you're there if you refuse then they just remove remove you from the train so yeah. so the first step is not the fine it's here oh, you don't have one put this one on yeah and if you're still being a dick about it then okay get off the train there was also on saturday an anti-corona demo in uh in berlin they got mixed up with like it was like an anti-corona demo they got mixed up with a lot of like 
right-wing neo-Nazi type people and they went to the uh, Bundestag and it was pretty uh, messed up. Yeah. So but it, got, it got shut down by the cops. They said, this is ridiculous. You have to stop. Like, But it's weird because they the city approved the demo before it came out. Right. But I guess they, they went on a different route they weren't supposed to go on or something like that. I don't mm. know. But uh, yeah, it, it was sad to see that there's, uh, there's even demos here. And I saw well. yesterday, they, it's funny, they just passed a new law that uh, uh, everybody at a demo has to wear a, a mask. Yeah, good. Which, no, but these people are demonstrating against wearing masks. So yeah. do you think they're going to wear masks on their demo against masks? Well, no. now their demo won't happen because they're not wearing masks. It'll happen. They'll just be a huge waste of police officers having to, you know, round them up and stuff. True, a big like, waste of time. It'll just be a huge waste of time. It'll be a big struggle joke for everybody. Yeah. Anyways, what's not a joke, well, actually, what was a joke last year, well, last, last week, was the whiskey we drank. Wow. Yeah, I'm still um, still having a little few nightmares from that. I, I, I wake up in it. cold sweats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but today, well, yeah, today was something different. Before we do that, a little reminder to uh, please, you know, give us the uh, a five-star review if you are so inclined on Apple Podcasts. Right. Smash that like button on Facebook. Smash it. It's like a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. Smash that like button. <laughs> That's where I got it because you just hear it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and check out the website, agdwpodcast.com. There and it is. on Instagram, at americans.in.germany.podcasts. Dot net, dot org. Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so. What do we have today? That's the question I'm waiting for. Today we're just drinking Jameson. Sorry. Why'd you say just drinking? I'm setting it up. But it's not just Jameson, Jeff. Ooh. It's Jameson Crested. Ooh. And it says, it's a really like classy, classy bottle. Yes. And it says, um, Jameson Crested, celebrating the first drops bottled in Bow Street, triple distilled Irish whiskey. With a nice little golden signature at the bottom. At the bottom is a product of Ireland on the uh, glass bottle there. It's a lovely body. It's Sorry, a lovely body. Lovely lovely bottle. And for anybody who doesn't know... This baby's um, having a day. uh, This Jameson Crested, it's their luxury brand. So it's kind of like how Toyota has Lexus. Right. This is is not a normal Jameson. It is uh, is Jameson to uh, the... Nth degree, next you know, level. What I mean? next level. Of, of course, it, it, it's still a relatively uh, affordable whiskey, so it's yeah. you know, uh, you know, so um, you're not going to get, you know, uh, like uh, red spot level, of course, but no. but it's still it's going to be better than your off the shelf standard bottle of Jameson. And let me read you the uh, the back of this bottle. We didn't always bottle our own whiskey, but sold it in casks to bonders for bottling. In 1963, we took control of the whole process. Crested is a tribute to the first drops bottled by us and combines vivid sherry notes with hearty pot still spices. I love it. Yeah. I'm excited because, I mean, as we're saying with you, I've had Jameson a million times. Love it, Jameson. it is always lovely and affordable and have nothing bad to say about Jameson. Yeah. No, never. So I'm excited to see how they're going to uh, one up themselves, I guess. So let's pop this by. Nope. We got it. Oh, it's like wood. Wood. Proper cork. Yes. Great pop, too. Ooh, good glug. You love the glug. Let's see what the smell is. Mmm, yeah. I can smell it already from pouring it. Lovely. It's a little, a little Big improvement sweet. from last week. Oh, it smells like real whiskey. That is a triple distilled <laughs> Irish whiskey. Cheers. Cheers. That's good. Yep. That's really good. That is tasty. Ooh, now, how it's much, slow going down. Oh, How much was this bottle? Not much. I want to say 25 euro. For 25 euro, this is, yeah, we'll talk about it later. 
but and but, but needless to say, I'm much better than the whatever the name <laughs> yeah. was. Like not even worth remembering the name of bottle of last week. Yeah, great first impression. Uh, before mm. we bring in our buddy Matt, uh, we just want to break down some cool little facts of the music scene in Germany. Yeah, g- g- give you a little introduction so uh, you have a foundation to go on. So take a seat. <laughs> Come along with us. Come along with us on a journey. I mean, a good place to start, would, you know, because when people think of Germany, they don't realize that there is an association with a lot of international stars that are not right. German. Right. And people think of like umba music. Yeah. Umba, 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 and actually, umba. I surprised you with, with this fact uh, recently. You did not know that the Beatles pretty much got their start in yeah. Hamburg, Germany. Uh, like in, I think it was the early 60s, there's about a three-year period where they had really long residencies uh, in some bars and clubs in Hamburg, and that's where they kind of, where they call it, cut their teeth, if you will, uh, before they got before they got big. They like, grew their audience in Hamburg. Of Crazy. course, of course, shows in England as well, but uh, but I mean, Le- John Lennon, even, he, he, he met a woman at a bar, which became his fiance, and it broke off, a German woman, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so they, had, they had a connection with Germany for a while. Super cool. I, I, I had no idea about that. Uh, I don't think it's as famous as, um, as you know, like David Bowie, where I think. Well, wait, I'm sorry, you're saying the Beatles are not as famous as David no, Bowie. No, about, about them living in uh, okay, Germany, or not German as well story. known. Not as well known. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I mean, famous is different. Not as well known. Everyone knows Bowie spent time in Berlin. I think it's a pretty well known fact. Well, I'm, some people might not know. I mean, well, for those who don't know, uh, Bowie spent a lot of time. I think three three years in Berlin. Yeah, uh, and I can't remember which albums he he came with those. What's well, Matt? Actually, Matt will know. Actually, no. It was actually the word Berlin was in it. It was it was called like the Berlin box or the Berlin set or uh, the Berlin or the Berlin trilogy. Maybe it was called or that's what's that's what how it's been known to be called. The three albums that he made. Uh, yeah, okay. Berlin. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so he, he had interest in it in the music scene, um, which had to move to the West Berlin. Um, clearly, you know, obviously for many reasons, and uh, partly to help sober him up a bit, but also to, you know, make new music and get new inspirations from a new city. Sure, yeah. And he lived in uh, Schöneberg, which is not too far away, mm-hmm. and he lived with him with uh, Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop was his roommate. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's got to be a, I mean, imagine that, that Vege, I mean, uh, sorry, Vege is German for uh, flat share. You right. Know? Yeah, and, and I, I've heard stories of, uh, of people seeing... Um, like Bowie walking into a to a bar with Iggy Pop, like one of them on a leash, like really nice. weird things, like very Iggy Pop Bowie type stories. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard a bunch of those from uh, from Matt, who will be joining us in shortly. Nice. Um, yeah. So those are those are two pretty uh, famous things that we know. Absolutely. And uh, one thing we have to make clear are the the two biggest music styles that are uh, that became famous and associated with Germany. And or Berlin specifically, right. which yes. is punk and techno. Of course. Right, of course. I mean, yeah, everyone knows techno. I think punk nowadays isn't as as big as it used to be, but yeah. it's still very, very well known as a pretty punk-heavy city. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of bands, <clears throat> modern bands today, that uh, I would say are influenced by punk and yeah. ha- have a like a punk note to them, but there's very few kind of pure punk bands these yeah, days. Yeah, I mean, yeah. punk's kind of died, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, but a little rundown on punk. So uh, the punk scene in germany kind of sprouted after it sprouted in uh in england makes sense um, like as the british punk rock was kind of coming over the the radio over to west west germany in the 70s this influenced a lot of uh, german bands yeah to uh to start doing punk music as well which made sense at the time because the wall was up people were angry people needed some you know absolutely something a little more aggressive to get into um 
Yeah. What's funny is most of these punk <clears throat> punk bands were in West Germany, which had less to be angry about, like uh, because actually punk music was kind of uh, not kind of was frowned upon in East Germany, so it was, right. hard, it was harder to have a punk band. In hard East to Germany. have. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have something in my throat. Uh, yeah, hard to have, but um, I mean, even if you were in the West, still not the happiest person in terms of your city being split. Oh no, absolutely. Country being split. Are you dying or what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah. Good. And, and one of the most <laughs> famous clubs at the time, which is still actually a pretty active, famous club now, yeah. is the SO36, which was one of the most like famous locations in the Berlin music scene back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, been, I've been there a few times. I saw some uh, some punk bands there, some hip-hop bands there. Yeah, it's not as famous, popular as it was back in the day, but it is one of the top like, it's, it's, 20 it's, clubs somebody would go to in yeah. Berlin, I would say. It's an institution. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a Berlin institution. I, I compare it kind of like to uh, CBGBs in New York. It's right. kind of like the the Berlin CBGBs. Yeah, for yeah. those you know that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, and then out of this, uh, the punk scene yeah. ca- came what's called Neue Deutsche Welle. Okay, um, which it, which was kind of like a sprout off of the British uh, punk music. Okay, and this this was definitely Germany's kind of most famous form of pop music it was in the 70s 80s like um nena nena, uh, nena yeah. is one of the one of the good Should examples you say 99 red balloons everyone knows that song i think exactly yeah and and along the same time the like kind of late 70s early 80s uh there were new movements in the german punk scene which began the creation of what's called deutsch punk which german punk yeah um which is a style which had lyrics influenced by exactly what was happening like you said right the cold war and all the kind of like political unrest that was happening at the time makes sense makes total sense all right uh and the other big famous um genre music is of course techno which berlin is still extremely famous for very, very the famous techno for. clubs yeah i mean most of the clubs here have some of the top djs in the world have residencies here at Berghain at a lot of these uh, a lot of these clubs around Berlin. Trezor as well. Tre- Trezor, yeah. Um, I mean, there's just to make a list. It's 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 Berlin's number one economy right now is clubbing tourism, party tourism. Actually, no, it's not. Yeah, not during Corona. It's the, well, not now. During Corona, all the clubs are struggling to stay open. Yeah, well, it was, I guess. Yeah, okay. unfortunately, now yeah. they're. You mean struggling. last summer it was? Yeah. yeah. This summer it's the uh, least profitable thing <laughs> in, in in Berlin. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So I always thought Berlin uh, kind of invented techno. I'm wrong. Techno came to Germany in the late 80s from the States, uh, from Detroit, from Detroit, yeah. from Detroit, which is, I did not know that either. Yeah. Yeah. It became very popular. Um, and then young people start to organize. I sound so old. The young people start to organize. Uh, so organized a lot of parties and, and abandoned buildings. And back then, they had, there was a lot of abandoned buildings. Yeah. You, you have to remember. Uh, so, you know, the World War II ends. And a, a lot of these buildings, uh, because of the Berlin Wall, like a, a lot of areas were not redeveloped. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of areas, especially near the wall, were not redeveloped. So you still had a lot of abandoned, half-destroyed buildings from the war, even though it's 30 years after the war. You know exactly. What I mean? And this is kind of where the birth of the now modern Berlin club came from. A lot of clubs are still in these old abandoned buildings. Well, not abandoned, not abandoned anymore. Yeah. But, you know, they're still in the same buildings. Like Trezor, for example, was in an old... Trezor is an old um, uh, banking building. But then uh, they no, move uh, locations. Pa- power station, actually. Banking building. The old one was a banking building. Oh, the current one. Under, uh, the basement of power station. Yeah, yeah they moved. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where this whole uh, scene um, came from. And you, you can still see it today. And it's, it's interesting when you learn the history of, you know, why is Blinn so dirty and grimy and like hardcore sometimes these clubs. 
and it's because you know this very rich deep history of these techno clubs it's like it's like a bit of nostalgia you know it's kind of one of the reasons why berlin some berlin techno clubs are known to be very hardcore right it's because when they started like you said they were, were in basements and abandoned buildings there were no rules there's yeah, no there bouncers were, there's no exact, smoking rules drug exactly rules. these were not official clubs or bars exactly. so anything went yeah and they wanted to maintain that even though they became eventually became proper clubs and bars right. you know? and, and nowadays with all the rules and stuff they're it's almost like there still are no rules so that's pretty cool yeah and i, I think that's one of the reasons why the, these techno clubs are so famous is because yeah. Uh, they're just known for their like crazy the crazy things that happen in them you know what I mean like, like, like you said anything goes anything goes. just you know for those of you who are unaware just go on Google look up some stories from Burkhine I, um, I wouldn't click the uh, images section you know you don't know what's going to pop up there I don't think there are, well a lot of these clubs actually don't even allow you to um, they make you cover your camera on your, on your phone with a little sticker and like you, if you ever take out your phone and take a picture people really oh you get removed probably you, you know, get removed yeah. people look at you the wrong way like so there's a little tip right there don't bring don't take pictures at a lot of these really hard clubs in Berlin yes but do take pictures if you ever see a show from our friend Matt who will be joining us shortly let's go to the interview let's do it and today we are here with Matthew Conway, who is the lead singer of the Roxies, which is, of course, a world-famous band coming out of Berlin, <laughs> Germany. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having us. It's very nice to be with you both. Yeah, we're pretty, uh, pretty excited. Yeah. Matt, Matt's a good friend of ours, so there's no, you know, getting to know each other happening here. So this will be pretty fun, I think. But I think before we get started, as a tradition, we have to give you a, uh, a little taste of our whiskey. When you know, of course, if if you want it, we're not gonna like you know force the whiskey on you. But it'll you know. be my pleasure. Now, Matt, would you call yourself a whiskey drinker? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> would you say you like Jameson? Yeah, man. <laughs> so here we have a Jameson Crested Special Edition. Oh, thank you. It's very like much. they're the Jameson luxury brand. So and I can get down with Jamesons, yeah. especially in luxury. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Pretty smooth. Yeah. Not bad. So yeah, um, I'm digging it. But yeah, so let's um, let's of course start in the beginning. Uh, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Uh, yes, yeah, so I come from uh, Barnsley, it's in Yorkshire, small town in the middle of nowhere in northern England. Yeah, not much to do. Lots of countryside. Just so very different than. Uh, than the scenery here in Berlin. Amen. <laughs> That's why I love it so much here, you know? And is, is that why you started in music? Because of boredom? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Everyone you speak to there finds something artistic, creative to do just to pass the time. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the same where I came from because there's also a tiny little village in California with less than 10,000 people. Yeah. And there was absolutely nothing to do. And that's why I started filmmaking because really that you just there was just you had to do something with your time or else you just got bored out of your mind. Well, I guess we all have that in common then, right there, huh? Yeah, I, I had my band, <laughs> yeah. Mercury Made the Hatter. Check them out. Yeah, Defunct in two thousand. I don't know, long time ago. Wow. <laughs> See Alex's pink fluffy trousers. <laughs> oh yeah, those are good. <laughs> and what what was your band? Or did you have, I'm guessing you had a band, a garage band back in the day, like in the high school years? Well, that was it. I, I sort of came more out of the, should we say, the hardcore scene or the more heavier scene yeah. in terms oh, of music. Yeah. Uh, throughout from age 11, playing in bands, writing music, recording music together. Uh, and then before I, I left, I was playing with a band called Cavorts that are uh, more on the heavier side of the hardcore stuff. 
uh, which was really cool. Um, we still play with them. They're still brothers of ours. Oh, when, cool. we, when we played in England, they now play under a band called Toronto Blessings. Nice. And they took us out. They took a tour van and brought all the gear down so we could literally just fly over there and borrow literally everything. Maybe even sticks and, you know, <laughs> oh, like it was awesome. crazy. Like yeah. people don't do this, but super. Yeah. Very cool. Beautiful. And so what was the reasoning for you moving to, uh, to Germany and, and then uh, to Berlin? Yes. Yeah, so again, music, uh, it was about, it was um, September 2014. I was on tour. I was roadieing for a band called Dead Hearts from uh, uh, South Yorkshire. Uh, you, you were roadieing? I was roadieing. Yeah, really? man. Basically, cool. uh, I was having a bad time and these guys said to me, come out with us and just lift some, lift some gear, move some stuff around and we'll take you around Europe. So it's a paid roadie gig then? Yeah. Nice. Paid in terms of sleeping on the floor, having some beers and <laughs> nice. yeah. anything that was put in your mouth, which is great. And, <laughs> and I was being the roadie because obviously listeners can't tell, but you're not the biggest dude in the world. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, for a small guy, I, I, I can still carry carry enough stuff and take enough uh, grief from other people, yeah. which is always yeah. good. <laughs> Actually, you're, you're good at taking abuse. Yeah. So that is like... The main, uh, <laughs> the main feature of a roadie, right, is you have to be able to take abuse. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume so, yeah. Get roasted all the time. <laughs> but it was one of those days, like you asked about uh, coming here, where I remember pulling into Berlin and uh, we, were, we were playing at what was Magnet and Comet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I think it was... Now Ma- it's Music and Freedom, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we, were, we pl- played the gig, loading out, loading the back of a van, and uh, I was met some beautiful people and one beautiful person in particular uh, I now live with for the past <laughs> five years and why is that? Uh, they asked for some directions and uh, being typical Yorkshiremen we couldn't really understand European English <laughs> <laughs> they asked for a, a, a DIY cinema called Mine Pirates and we said you what? you're looking for your parents <laughs> Which obviously went down really well. Uh, we've got a laugh, and we saw part of the wall that still stands on the other side of Oberbaumbrucke. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, and we had, yeah, I had this chance to meet what for me was possibly some of my first European people living in Germany. And from then, uh, you know, a beautiful romance sparked from a stranger asking me a question uh, as I was packing a van. And now I'm here, and it's a been a wonderful experience so far that's lovely and yeah. where's where's this uh, stranger that you fell in love with from ah yes yeah, so uh, the lovely uh, <laughs> Linda Guarisi comes from the south of Italy so another link uh, to further into Europe and just again highlights that Berlin is this wonderful uh, multicultural yeah. um, ace city in Berlin where you can fall in love with people from different places in the world right <laughs> you, you have uh Somebody from England living with somebody from Ita- Italy yeah, in Germany. a German city. Yes. But I also find it interesting that you're calling it like Europe because the UK is Europe technically, but you're saying Europe. That's it. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. And especially with the midst of um, politics at the moment is yes. I see myself as European. Yes. But before I saw myself as a Yorkshireman. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, for the first six months of our relationship to get over the language barrier, mm-hmm. it was just pure um, enjoying the other person and enjoying life around and lots of kissing. 
which right. I thought was great, but she just couldn't understand the way I was talk. speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she couldn't understand my accent, which... Uh, so you're like, ah, let's just make out some more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> obviously I was asked politely, hey, you know, you're now in Central Europe. Let's think about international um, English, which for me was something I never even thought about. Um, oh, you mean, you mean like using less slang, uh, like this, yeah. just speaking ba- more basic words, that kind of a thing? Less yeah. dialect. Yeah. All right, love, how they doing? Right. Hey, come on then, we're going out, pub. And she's like, who's what? Well, I'm also like, who what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was an interesting one. Yeah. And cool. W- on, w- when you were being a roadie, where else did you visit in Europe, actually? Yes, yeah, so we came down through England, um... I can't remember if we touched Ireland. I, we, we may have done the UK on that tour as well as Belgium, uh, into Germany, and then back through France. The original route was a bit bigger, but when you're traveling with six, seven guys that have yeah. no money and a record label that's sort of going, yeah, he's a bit of money, but not enough money. But yeah. can he just live <laughs> in a van that's broken? Yeah. Uh, we had to, but well, they had to cut it a bit shorter, but we managed to see some ace countrysides and watch the tour manager panic as uh, Pascal, uh, the guitarist and driver, was speeding down the autobahn oh, yeah. <laughs> with all the gear. And was Germany or Berlin ever on your radar to move, or were you still like a very Yorkshire guy? I'm going back to Yorkshire. Had you, be, had you been to Germany before this time, or no? Man, that was it. I don't think right. I'd left the country before uh, before that for ten years. Oh wow. wow, something silly. Yeah, so that's why I was so culture shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Cool. Which other cities in Germany did you go to? Do you remember? We went through Frankfurt, Stuttgart, um, and maybe no, I think Frankfurt, Stuttgart, Mecklen, or oh, Mecklen in Belgium. Oh, Me- Mecklenburg, maybe Mecklenburg Vorpommern, yeah, yeah. state, and then Berlin. Yeah. So yeah, it all gets a bit hazy. Uh, it True. was it was about <laughs> over yeah. two weeks on tour, and by the by the end of it, I didn't know my uh, left foot from my right foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, could you even remember a difference between the different cities? I mean, because being a roadie, it's like you're not really spending a lot of time yeah, being a, a tourist, right? You're kind of just blurry. going from venue to venue, right? Yeah. But that's it. You do. You see a lot of insides of uh, smoky dive bars. Mm. But what I do remember is coming into um, what is Kreuzberg yeah. and pulling, the van pulling up and me going... Oh my! This is this is something special. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the building next door to what is Music and Freedom now, yeah. with this facade that's painted. Yep, yeah, yeah. And it's still got the um, what I, what I think is is some left leaning shop underneath, mm-hmm. which, which is for me when I saw that was super cool and all the political slogans everywhere. Uh, it was really a good feel, and then we walked around towards Golitsa Park, and yeah. uh, you know you had this real sense of life happening, which uh, for sure. It's a lively city. Yeah, man. 100%. It, yeah. Was, it was a wonderful experience. And I, yeah, I came back numerous times afterwards. <laughs> and now, now you're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you think, like, for a foreigner moving somewhere, like, what is the importance of music? Because clearly for you, music kind of changed your whole life and your involvement in music changed how you moved, how you fell in love. Like, everything was based on that. So, like, for uh, other foreigners, do you think there's, like, a, like a general importance of music? Or do you think you're just a very specific case? I think that um, music crosses boundaries. It, 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 you know, it transpires just normal life. And I mm. think especially in Berlin, no matter what you're into, what your kink is, what your, 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 um, 
your everyday listening to uh, or what you go out and enjoy in an evening there's something for you here mm-hmm. you know obviously it's renowned for his huge uh, techno scene you know sure Oscar Ton records etc which it was thankfully f- through through uh, my girlfriend managed to come and explore these places but again for me there's something about being in this shared space with live music and live bands yeah, it really breaks down the barriers. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're from England and he's from you know Belgium I mean? and he's from whatever. Like you're both just enjoying the sound, enjoying the beat. That's it. The same, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and plus, in those bars, you can't hear anybody anyway. So it doesn't matter if you don't speak German, you don't speak whatever. You're all you're all the same. You're, you're, you're yeah. all vibing together at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We played at a um, a place. <laughs> um, up in uh, Prenzlauerberg. I won't say the name because I don't know <laughs> if it's uh, an allowed place, but that was the loudest venue I've ever been in. And again, you couldn't talk to the person next to you, but you could feel the vibrations. You could feel the people enjoying the music. There was a mixed lineup. It was a lot of German bands, a Canadian. There was a German D-beat band, a Canadian noise band, and then us playing garage rock from Berlin. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> nice. But I remember being past some funny cigarettes and stuff and walking into this beautiful <laughs> room that was just an echo chamber of, yeah, good vibrations. It would, yeah. Yeah, what I find in places like that is it's a lot of visual visual communication right like you're giving the guy next to you maybe you put your drunk you put your arm around him you give him a smile yep. you know you don't know him you can't talk to him but like you just give each other a look and you're both digging whatever music's being played and that's it right for sure you know? yeah for sure i said i remember one time uh, uh when we were playing not in berlin but in hamburg and there was this big dude big big dude and he was looking over at me battle jacket on i was thinking oh my he's looking at me in a a very intimidating way. Mm. And as the night went on and he got progressively more drunk, we got progressively more drunk. Yeah. <laughs> as he was leaving, he ran up to me, put his arms around me, the biggest bear hug, and went, Good night! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> this, dude, cool. this dude is just building up to like show some energy and share some love and some good times with people. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think also uh, places like bars where there's live music, it kind of breaks down the typical kind of you know, German reluctance to to talk to foreigners, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it puts you on the same level, you know? For sure. I, I've met a lot of fantastic people at concerts or at, or at you know, these, these smoky dive bars where there's a band playing. And, you know, if someone sees someone else vibing real hard, yeah. you're like, all right, I want to talk to this person because I'm vibing hard too. And either you'll have a conversation or if you don't you know, have that language barrier, just, you know, Chill, share a funny cigarette or two. <laughs> I've seen that, yeah, that happens. So many funny cigarettes. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, no. no funny drinks, just funny cigarettes. What's <laughs> up with that? There's lots of whiskey and lots of beer as well. Don't you worry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, of course, uh, these days, you are the lead singer of mm-hmm. the Roxies. Now, mm-hmm. h- how did that even begin? You know, because you went from being a roadie yeah. to... St- Staying in Berlin and uh, becoming the lead singer of a band. Of a band of all, all, all the other members are Germans. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was an interesting one. Again, it links back to whiskey, which is always brilliant. That's um, it. Uh, so, yeah, it was a real old school story. Again, uh, sometimes you need that special person in your life to sort of give you some grief and go, hey, hey, what are you doing? You know, you, yeah. you're in a bit of a slump. Get yourself out of this slump. Push you a little bit. So we're drinking in Madonna Bar. Um, on Wienerstrasse mm-hmm. fantastic selection of whiskey one Saturday afternoon getting a bit 
Um, a little buzzed. Uh, yeah, su- suitably buzzed. <laughs> and I just, we saw on, on the wall an old school poster saying, uh, we're looking for a singer, either yeah, a singer or a singerin. And then on the bottom, a tab to rip off for an email address. Classic. Nice, classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you see that on like a like a like a telephone pole, right? Yeah, a little yeah. Like, all the time. Which uh, you know, and I was a bit, you know, hesitant about doing it. And I sent a message, and I was after a couple of whiskeys, got a bit cocky. Mm-hmm. Like, oi, oi, we'll be all right here. <laughs> uh, and thankfully, Imka, our bassist, gave me a wonderful phone call back, and Imka's the only one in the band that uh, is half scottish half german okay so oh, we, a, we did mix. yeah yeah start speaking english at first but right then she was a bit like hey um come on we need to learn here yeah do you want to come cool. down to a practice come meet the other guys uh and we came down and thankfully got to meet tim and bruno our drummer and guitarist um, we, we practiced together one time they gave us a song to learn of theirs and then two songs to write some of my own material over played together uh, managed to hold together a conversation this was mm. uh, two or three years yeah. ago uh, we had a real good time jamming and playing together very cool and they said hey uh, do you want to come back and I said are you serious <laughs> I don't want to leave man <laughs> so, so that was kind of the audition they're like okay mm-hmm. here like sing this song we'll see, we'll see if you if you jive with us yeah. you know yeah, yeah. so nice. so like uh, being in the band and putting yourself out there which is what we say a lot to a lot of our listeners like if you, if you want to make it you gotta you gotta put yourself out there you gotta make yourself yeah, uncomfortable as an expat yeah you've gotta like what go, you do. go out of your comfort zone right so you doing that actually helped you learn German better and learn language better and then hanging out with actual Germans getting more integrated into the culture that was it that was it really um, it pushed the realms of the German I would have come into contact with yeah yeah. you know when you're in a practice room uh, numerous hours with people or traveling halfway up the country numerous hours getting caught in traffic jams and yeah in very close spaces that's it you yeah. know sleeping in the same rooms as each other you really talk about everything from uh, yeah how you do in the weather to philosophy to politics to how to build songs how to set a stage or you know and talk about things deeper than you would than i would have done without this yeah. chance on you know and it really i think through music uh, giving you that chance to open up and become a little bit more uh, free and loose um it really it really gave me an insight into the German language and almost um, reduced the fear from myself in approaching this language. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. What would you say the balance is between speaking English and German with your bandmates? Uh, is it half and half or is it almost all no, German? I'd, or? I'd say like 98% of the, the communications is all done in Engl- uh, in German, sorry. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, um, but uh, but but like you said, I mean, that's really the way you're going to learn and become comfortable. Because I know a yeah. lot of expats, they know the German, but they're so embarrassed. Cause like, oh, I'm saying it wrong. My accent's shit. Whatever. But it, it, the more you say it, then your brain just comes comfortable with those words coming out yo, of your mouth, right? Yeah, you just gotta get over it, I guess. At one point, yeah, yeah. The, these three are my, like my best teachers. Yeah, like they're they're real. They come well. Uh, Bruno comes from Berlin, and the other two come from. Uh, Hildesheim so they have 
different accents uh, and also they're willing to go, hey, what you've just said there sounds a bit funny. Right. Try saying it this way or cool. maybe use this pronoun here and this adjective should be uh, conjugated in this way, which really, uh, it takes, uh, it took a bit of time for me to stop, like, stop feeling not attacked. I was never felt attacked, but yeah. it was a beautiful building and learning. Yeah, and, and being corrected like that, that's, that's the, actually, at the time, mm-hmm. it feels shit, but yeah. Uh, yeah. it helps you in the future. I still remember years amazing. ago when I was here, maybe just a few months, and I didn't, I didn't know the word uh, naming, you know, like mm-hmm. t- to take away. Mm-hmm. And I was at, uh, I can't remember, some fast food place, and he's like, do you want to eat here or take away? Or no, he, he actually didn't say, he just kind of, he said, oh, uh, for here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just did a little translation of, uh, for takeaway, I said, uh, name an house, which is yeah. take out, <laughs> name an house. And the guy was like, yeah, sure. And then afterwards, he's like, he's like, hey, come here. He's like, no, you'd say Tsutman name. And like, that's how yeah. you say it. And at the time, I, you know, you're a little bit embarrassed. Like, whatever, dick. I don't want to hear your but, opinion. But then, but, then for, <laughs> but then from then on, there was no, like, I, I was so confident because I knew that for a fact, that's the phrase, you know, and yeah. then your confidence grows, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with somebody correcting you. In fact, I'd prefer that. Correct oh, it's me. brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And I think it's a very, very, if there's any German listeners out there as well, is please always correct us. Yeah, on the sport. or I would yeah. say a- ask first. Yeah, there are, there are some people <laughs> yeah, yeah, who are yeah. still very self conscious about their German. Yeah, so like uh, I I ask people I'm like, hey, while we're talking, just please correct me when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And like I've had people who are German speak English. Oh, you do the same thing for me. Yeah, it's like yeah, cool. Then you have this little symbiotic relationship going on. It's brilliant. Everyone's learning. Everyone's growing together, isn't it? Yeah, that's what life's about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If, if there's anyone listening here who wants to be like, who's in the music, wants to, you know, be a rapper or, you know, wants to be uh, like, like, like Matty Boy here being in a band. Uh, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to move but still wants to do music, uh, especially if they're moving away from a place where they had a band or, you know, had that experience? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because sometimes it's really scary, you know, when yeah. you have your 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 base and everything hooked up. It's sometimes hard to shake it, but I think coming here is is amazing. I know a lot of smaller labels and smaller management. There's a lot of passionate people here, mm. and again, you can uh, you can come here. And the hospitality in Germany per se for bands is always fantastic. I don't want to shit on England, but you know you come here, and I've gone and played in the middle of nowhere in a small Irish bar in Wittenberg. <laughs> and the, the owner of the Irish bar was like, hey, I didn't realize you guys were staying. Come stay at my house. Oh, man. Here's here's some spare beds. And we oh, woke up man. in the morning. So nice. And there was so nice. Frühstück, and we had, there was everything there. Copious amounts of coffee, thankfully, because I got a bit <laughs> excited with the whiskey being in an Irish <laughs> bar. Hey, another one, please. Yeah, another one. <laughs> uh, and I think that's a great thing as well is there are labels, there are smaller opportunities with links into Europe and further afield and people more willing to uh, maybe take a chance on you if you're doing something a little bit different. Yeah. We're doing something a little bit more old school, mm-hmm. which thankfully in Berlin, there's a huge, there's a, there's a bigger following yeah. of people. Thankfully, that sometimes in other countries would just go, nah, I'm gonna stay at home and put my slippers on. These people still go to gigs. These people still live it. These people still involved in arts, involved in putting exhibitions on, in sharing music, buying music, having studios. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a lot of people are, you know, they 
They have record players. They're still buying vinyl. Yeah, like they're still going out to the stores looking for their favorite album. I mean, it's I have a Roxy vinyl around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, so do I. Yeah, yeah. nice. And also, my, mine's signed as well. So, and and this is maybe an obvious answer, but how did things change when Corona hit for your band? Because for some bands, oh, that might kind of be the end of the band. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was um, obviously uh, speaking from a privileged point of view. It was really sad. You know, for other people, it's a lot more serious. But for us, it was at a point where we'd thankfully been able to go into the studio and record this single with Smile uh, from the Shocks in his studio, Studio B. And it was really cool. We're getting a bit more of a momentum. Uh, we just played a little weekender in England and some more gigs around Germany. Uh, we were literally about to go and play in Istanbul. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and then some more gigs around uh, mm. Germany and then to hopefully to go back to England. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of things in the pipeline that, you know, everyone's safe, everyone's healthy. That is the main point. That's number one. Point. Yeah, that's the most important. Yeah, of course. You know, that for me is the main point. But now it's about how, mm. when we start to become uh, able to play gigs again, how can we do this safely, but still keeping that raw energy that was there before which would be really interesting yeah. for sure have you done streaming gigs uh yeah i've noticed those popping up you know people are like okay well we can't go play in a physical location so we'll do it from home you know yeah yeah that was a really interesting one uh it was literally as maybe a couple of months into lockdown happening there's a, a bar in kreuzberg a long uh, standing established bar in kreuzberg wild at heart and mm. um, they thought okay how can we keep this going? I think these these uh, these wonderful people there have been having music on six days out of seven for the past 25 years, something silly like Unbelievable. a crazy amount wow. of time. And they're really good to you too, right? Yeah, they're super sweet. Like yeah. we did our single release there. It's a fun bar. So yeah. shout out to Wild Art. Yeah, Wild Art, please. Yeah. They're, they're really sweet. And please, if you're ever in Berlin, check them out. Uh, they're always down for a good time. Um, yeah, there's lots of vodka. Yeah, lots of vodka, lots of sweat. <laughs> lots of sweat there. It's a really we, sweaty place. Um, but yeah, so we did a live stream there, which was amazing. Uh, so many people were involved in that. I think Tori, Betty, Schroeder, these people are doing live gigs every Thursday. So a mixture of bands, a lot of rockabilly being played there, but cool. also some country, uh, real out there punk as well uh, but that was a, a really interesting experience for us doing a live stream yeah, yeah. but with, because because you're playing but there's obviously no audience right in front of you right so that was it you're just you're just hoping there's somebody out there watching on their Yo, computer man. Yeah. Well, I, remember, I watched it for a bit and it's really weird because after like a song was played you're like three people like Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was me <laughs> uh, no I was like a wild animal before man like you know because yeah, you usually yeah. get psyched up because but... you're feeding off the crowd and now mm. there's no crowd to feed off of so there's no energy walking. to bounce back at you yeah yeah. back and front smoking a cigarette going oh my okay when do we go for two minutes oh, you said two minutes two minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> bit of real prima donna <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but your lead singer is kind of what you have to do right that's your uh, that's your MO <laughs> but that um, we gotta wrap it up Oh, but man, before what? we wrap, what I, I have one more question. Okay, I, and then I'll throw one more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I have one more uh, for people listening who might be interested. Uh, people might be wondering what was our intro music. It was different today. That was a little clip from the Roxies. Hey. Uh, so if you like what you heard, um, cool. And of course, from Matt, is there anything 
you know, during the corona that that might be coming down the pipeline people can maybe look forward to. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if you want to plug in your your stuff right there now too. Yeah, no, uh, so as we said, uh you can find us on all the normal platforms, so Spotify, Bandcamp, uh on YouTube, uh but we have a sing uh, we have two or three singles out now. That's a triple. Yeah, <laughs> triple threat. Uh, so we have like an old school one that was recorded by our friend Holger in his flat, which was really ace. And nice. Then, uh, one single which came out as a video called Stereo, and then also Down and Beat of the Street. And we got a new album coming out soon, which we're going to start recording again with Smile in hopefully September. Nice. It'll be a full length LP, hey which I'm really beautiful. excited about. I'm excited for that too. Beautiful. And can you describe pe- for people really quick? Uh, what your what your band's sound is like? Like what's 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 your style? And was it at all influenced by uh, Berlin? Like have you, how long have your bandmates lived in Berlin? Yo, um, our guitarist is born here. Uh, Tim and Imker have been here over fifteen years, I think, if not more. I've been here five. I would say let's go around the table. Uh, our drummer Tim is really into '90s indie, uh, Lemonheads, etc. Bruno, our guitarist, is really into Chuck Berry and also like '77 punk rock, especially uh, Berliner bands. Mm. He was really good friends with a guy called Pete Fausse, uh, and they were super cool Berliner band in the, in the '70s and '80s. Imker is more of your indie power pop rock and roller as well, and then myself, you know, uh, I'm. I, I, again, I love the 77s punk, I love the hardcore punk, I love I, metal, anything in between soul music, you know. Mm. Steal the melodies from old school soul songs, that's my trick. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how would you describe the rock season as a whole? If you had to, if you had to put a label on, Ooh, what, what kind of music is that? tough one. Yeah, man, uh, I'd say we're, uh, you know, indie rock and roll, garage pop, with a bit of new wave. New wave's always good, new wave's yeah. good to go with. Say new wave. Yeah, new wave. A little pop punky. Yeah, a little yeah. pop punky, you know. There's some pop melodies. There's still a bit of the old school rock and roll going yeah. from the other lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit they're, softer they're, than I was. I can definitely recommend The Rocks. These are a fun band. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very and, much. Yeah, and Matthew Conway, thank you very much. It's, it no, sounds no, no. weird to say your full name. Because yeah, Matthew <laughs> Conway. Thank you so much for joining us. Matthew Conway. Hey, Jeff, Alex, thank you very much for having me on this podcast. It's really appreciated. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, <laughs> thanks for doing it. We also really appreciate it as well. Uh, and before we're done, now you're here, you're drinking this with just uh, this Jameson. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not, sorry, you keep sorry. Say, you keep saying just Jameson. It is not just I know, Jameson. I, 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 I know, like You were drinking a Jameson Crested celebrating the first drops bottled in Bow Street. And do you, I think he might need another splash maybe at this point. It's gonna we get a little splash while you were talking. I'm yeah. sure everyone heard that, but... Uh, only a little stuff. tipple. It's only a... <laughs> Thank you very but, much. But, 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 but take a sip and uh, tell, tell us your thoughts. Let it marinate. I was saying uh, the normal Jameson's takes me back to uh, a lot of my friends and the old dive bars in Leeds where I was living before. Mm. So there's a nostalgia with the Jameson. Yeah, this to me, man, is, uh, you know, it's, it reminds me of that old school kick. Mm. If he mm. was wearing a suit and a tie and trying to charm <laughs> me for the night. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I definitely, you know, I definitely give this straight up. I give it a nine out of ten. Nice. Wow. Yeah, right yeah. on. I want him to review all our whiskeys. It's very uh, metaphorical. <laughs> I'm like, it's so, good. Are you saying this is a businessman's whiskey? Yeah, this is someone chatting me up. Sure. Right on. <laughs> we, we, should, we should definitely put on a suit next time we drink this. For sure. <laughs> and Alex, what, do you, what, do you, what are your vibes? Uh, um, 
Yeah, I, I, like I said, I like Jameson a lot. The General Jameson, it's kind of like a good go-to. Yeah, you know, you have, for the price, you can't go wrong. You got right? a few bucks, you want to get some whiskey. Jameson's always a good one to go to. Uh, and this is better than that. Um, I'm gonna sell it like eight and a half, eight eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. right on. I'm okay, really, I'm really digging it. Like, it's better than I thought. Cause like normal Jameson, I give like a seven. It's good, which is a solid, like, you know, solid yeah. score, solid yeah, like, yeah. you know, but. This is much better than that, um, but you know it's not. It's not on a red spot level, of course. No, I mean you know yeah, it's. Yeah. But uh, it's it's definitely yeah. I give it, I, I'll say eight and a half. Eight okay. and a half. I'll, I'll give it a flat eight. Eight right. out of ten. Cool. I mean, which is still uh, I mean a really good really good rating. Of course I mean, it is. Plus, I have to say for the price, we I think twenty five euro or less we paid for, the for price, this. For, for the price, I'm giving it a ten out of ten. Yeah, it's, for the it, price, it's not that much more than standard Jameson. And you, but you get a lot more from it. This I'm is loving six, the slow burn. I, yeah, this is six euro more than the whiskey we had last week, which tasted like a foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this was like uh, that extra change in your wallet. That's annoying. You, you yeah. throw a couple extra, that. a couple extra euros on the table, and you get this. Get yourself some Jameson crested, yeah. and you go from a five to an eight or a nine. Yeah. And that's a beautiful bottle, beautiful label. Big fan. Yeah. All right. So. Eight out of ten, eight and a half, and we got a solid nine. Solid nine. Which that is an endorsement. Because he charmed yeah. me. Yeah, right. yeah. Bring on the endorsement. Yeah. It's a smooth talker. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's it, everyone. Thank you uh, so much for listening. Again, if you feel so inclined, give us that uh, that five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, website ag agdwpodcast.com. Absolutely, and. Uh, uh, when this episode comes out on the website, we will have info and links to get to the Roxies yes. and all their various uh, social media ness. So uh, go there, check it out, and take a listen. Yeah, stay thirsty, stay, stay thirsty. Stay listen safe. to the Roxies and uh, and uh, cheers, cheers, guys, cheers, cheers. Thank Thanks again, Matt. Cheers. Peace and love. <laughs>